1: a positive week, but worries about a slowdown in global economic growth
2: seems to be weighing on stocks. Today we have a... Join us for Off the Cuff with Rob Black and Friends. A no-host casual networking mix where you can mingle with top professionals in the world of money and business. Some of Rob's friends include respected pros in the fields of real estate, investing, money managers, entrepreneurs, techies, and more. Black Wednesday coming up March 6th at City Beach in Fremont. 4020 Technology Place. We'll see you there Wednesday, March 6th. Black Wednesday Off the cup with Rob Black and friends from AM 1220 KDOW. Are you paying too much to the phone company and not getting the right advice before making any investment or financial? 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
1: Good morning and welcome into to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Um, I usually start the show heavy, heavy, heavy into finance and business headlines and stock market numbers. And then as the day goes on, I get a little bit goofier, a little more personal finance, you might want to say. If you want to drop an email and tell me something you want me to hit on today's show, Write it something like this: A. Could you talk about investing in movies, or A. Could you talk about investing in video games? Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. Um, So don't be shy. Spinning cuts unpopular, yet many of them are not set to go away anytime soon. Sequestration is on. It's on like Donkey Kong. SP 500 down two down 34, NASDAQ that down four. So this sequestration's on, but not a lot happening here, right? Not a lot of panic. No blood in the streets yet. We reserve the right to have blood in the streets at some future point in time. And that may happen. We've had a great November, December, January. February is a little bit soft, up only one percent but still not too shabby. It would be very difficult at this point in time to figure out a great collapse in market story. I just don't see it. Can some fear come in? Yes. Trust me, it could. So all three major markets down, not much. S p 500 down 1, Dow down 36, Nasdaq down 4. That's one quarter of 1%, maybe one tenth of 1%, somewhere in between. Oil sitting $90 a barrel, no problemo. It seems to be an economy that is really hurting the poor. And it's kind of funny because I work with a guy in television named Mark Dan, who I really think is a smart guy. And him and I, I guess we argue, and I don't think it's negative or mean intent or anything like that. But we, I'm not going to say we get into each other's grill because that would be misleading you. We don't see eye to eye on some issues. Including He's like, Yeah, Obama's really playing the sequestration, right? First and foremost, that's dysfunctional. Then he gives he, his next statement is like, Yeah, you know, he he won with the taxes at the beginning of the year, I'm like, You don't know what you're talking about. When you saw the income taxes go up Yeah, that hit some people for sure. Couples making four hundred thousand, for sure. Couples making four... You know, seriously. That's not very many people in the world, in the nation. They're out there and they're hurt, no doubt about it. But the payroll tax is going back up to normal levels. That hurt poor people. Gasoline prices, where they are today, hurts poor people. To see capital gains go up 5%, it's not too shabby. I'll take it. Dividend income up 5%. Not too shabby, I'll take it. compared to the percentage of GDP. those aren't tough taxes for the upper middle class, the lower upper class. So it's interesting to watch, because like people want to see this stock market as you know, or the world of politics as we win, or the stock market as we win. It's kind of ridiculous. China took s- some curbs to. Uh, stop inflation. So they're they're doing what they can to curb speculation. Their residential property market is crazy. If you watch 60 Minutes over the weekend. You saw some ghost towns in China that they're creepy. They built whole towns and cities for the Olympics and whole towns and cities to show the world how great they were doing. And there's no one there. It's as if one of those ghost movies. Everyone died. Italy is unable to form a coalition government. UK saw a construction PMI reading of 46.8 that's a low reading sequestration of 85 billion dollars keep in mind we lose 1 trillion dollars a year in the deficit we spend a trillion dollars too much versus what we're bringing in versus what's going out so 85 billion dollars sequestration that's not much it's going to cut 1.2 trillion off the deficit over 10 years keep in mind that's one year of deficit we need to do this times 9 Or we need to do something to promote growth so that the taxes push in their their fair share. Fed Governor Janet Yellen said this morning that she sees no current costs to quantitative easing that would prompt her to curtail the buying program. She's very likely to replace Ben Bernanke, and she's much more, uh, keep interest rates lower than Bernanke. Low cost of money, it'll never be this low again. Next month, I'm like, low cost of money, and they'll be low, this low again, 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 again. So it, it's it's stunning. You know, if you're one who wants to buy houses, now's a good time to do it. The admission from Yellen, along with a Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, upgrade of Merck, to buy from neutral Warren Buffett's declaration that he's still buying stocks because he thinks he's getting good value for them. I think all three of those things should support... The Dow and the markets today and this whole week. Warren Buffett's in the news. I love old Warren Buffett. As I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more like him as far as his investment philosophies. He bought Heinz. You know, when I was a little kid, I wanted to catch up on everything, Right? When you go to the grocery store, you don't see... Dog, ding, General Joe's ketchup. You don't see it. As soon as he sees General Joe's chicken turn into General Joe's So's ketchup, then you know, like, uh-oh, he did a bad decision. He built Berkshire Hathaway into a $250 billion company. Okay, so when he plays this ukulele, it's kind of silly. Homespun, charming. But I would so much rather you listen to him than watch CNBC. He said this morning American businesses will do fine over time. Stocks will just do will do just as well, certainly. Since basic game is favorable, him and his partners believe it's a terrible mistake to try to dance in and out of the market based on the turn of tarot cards, predictions of experts, or the ebb and flow of business activity. He said the risk of being out of the game are huge compared to the risk of being in it. He said the future of the United States has been uncertain since the country's declaration of independence in 1776. He referred to long-term treasuries as dumb investments. See, so yeah, I do like him. I'm not in love. Celgene is a little bit lower today. Their experimental psoriasis drug. It had good efficacy, good rates. It's reduced symptoms of uh, psoriasis in one third of its patients. Some people wanted as much as 40%. They're going to try to get approval in the U.S. TransOcean climbed 3.2% after reinstating its dividend payment. Hess. Hess. Me. They rallied 3.7% today, saying it's going to exit energy trading, marketing, and retail businesses. Those are the big stories. You know, Las Vegas Sands is a good story, though, too. They're embroiled. Don't you like the, the word embroiled? Just full the broiler. They're embroiled in two U.S. investigations in a court battle with a former head of Chinese casino businesses. That's not good. You never want to fight U.S. investigations. Like We saw how that ended up for Martha Stewart. In women's prison.
2: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station.
1: You listen to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. It can be sketchy. It can be fun be talking about innovation. How important it is for companies to continue to push product. Google seems to be taking the innovation wand or baton from Apple. Shares clearly look that way. I own shares of Apple. Apple watch coming out? Bloomberg says yes. Read up a little bit on a Google blog this weekend about some of the problems that they're having with their their car, the self-driving car. It doesn't do well in snow. What was interesting in this blog was that, you know, some some people are like, well, the first day they get into a car accident where someone dies from the computer, forget about that. They're going to get sued. But you know what? Computers don't drink and drive. Computers don't text. They're not distracted. I guarantee you very, very shortly, as they start to roll out little features here and little features there before they go self-totally automated, I guarantee you insurance companies will give you a discount for using a driving system. That's not human. S p 500 down three, the Dow down 52, the NASDAQ down seven. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with newfocusfinancial.com. NewFocusFinancial.com is the easiest way to find them. Estate plan versus retirement plan. A lot of people retire; they want the money to last till the day they die. A lot of people retire; they want the money to last till the day they die, and then leave some for their estate, for their spouse, their children. You get the basic idea.
3: Are these ideas in conflict with one another, or do they work hand in hand, Mr. Burton? Well, you really have to work hand in hand, and that's part of you know part of your retirement plan should be. Looking at your estate plan as well, because once you are that close to retirement, you can do a tr- do a true projection in terms of how long your money is going to last and what you're going to be worth. Um, you know, you use conservative growth rates on your assets and you also use, you know, just kind of conservative, let's say your real estate continues to grow with inflation. So you're retiring at 65. What are you going to be worth at age 85, at age 90, at age 95? Is there going to be a legacy left over for your kids? And if so, you know, making your retirement plan and your income plan meet your plan for a legacy. So you, know, you have to ask the question, do you want or need to have a legacy? If some people, their retirement plan, it's very important them, to them to leave either a specific amount to their kids or to charity, or maybe they have a special needs child. So you really have to make sure beneficiary designations work the right way, and they also match with what your trust is, is trying to achieve. That sounds like some legwork. That sounds like some details
1: where, I think you know my situation. Let's not get too personal. But I should have enough money for a legacy, or I should have enough money to live till the day I die. Yep. Those are two issues in my head that I feel very comfortable saying out loud. Um, and then leaving it to kids, leaving it to spouses, leaving it to colleges, I'm going to think about that in five, ten years from now Yeah. Uh, as I take the foot off the
3: gas. And let's say you have a specific amount you want to leave the kids, right? So what are the best assets to do that with? Well, a lot of people hold off, for example, on pulling money out of their IRAs. But if you leave your IRA to your kids and they're still working – they're eventually going to have to pay the taxes, and they're probably going to be at a higher bracket than you. So, if one of your plans is to leave a legacy, the best assets to leave them are either a stock or you know a taxable account where, if you pass, they get a step up in basis and they could sell it tax free, or a Roth IRA. If they inherit a Roth IRA, they can roll it into an inherited Roth IRA account and continue tax free growth over their lifetime. Or let's say that you really want to benefit your church, and you say, "I want to set aside a hundred thousand dollars out of my portfolio, and I want that to go to the church when I pass away." Well, carve out an IRA. Say I'm going to take an IRA, a certain amount that I want to leave to my church or charity. Put it in a separate account and designate that church or charity. Because if they inherit, if they receive that IRA when you pass. They're non-profit. They are nonprofit. they will not pay any taxes. Okay. Now, what you have to be careful with is you can really screw up your your beneficiaries. If you have, say, two kids in a non-natural entity like a church or a charity on the beneficiary forms, it can actually screw everything up. So whenever you want to do that, carve it out and make sure that that's noted in your trust and and make sure that your, your attorney, your advisor, everybody's working together to make sure your investment plan matches your estate plan and your beneficiaries matches what you want to have happen in your trust. Now, what happens if, like, the church changes, like they go under, and
1: that's part of your estate plan, or the guy closes shop and moves to Guatemala and is
3: no longer a church? Um, how dramatic can that change your estate plan? Well, there's, there's certain, you could even write into your plan, there's certain organizations that rate charities out there, and, and you can say in your trust documents, or plan B, plan C. Right, so if they're not a viable entity, then it goes to, you know, this entity, uh, and it could be up to your trustee to decide. So you could have everything just go into your trust, and your trustee could have specific instructions in the trust to say, I want charities to benefit this amount, and, and I want um, them to be funded out of retirement assets. So that's a, a way that you could do it. What's really important, too, Rob, is special needs kids. Yep. Um, if there's any chance that they're going to um, receive some sort of assistance from the government, leaving the money outright can really screw that up. So you really have to work with an attorney that knows the special needs rules and leaving it for them in a specific type of trust so that they can, you know, be protected and uh, have some help management and also not screw up the benefits that you've worked so hard to get them um, as they've aged. So leaving a legacy is, it's an
1: important thought. Like, of course you want to leave your kids money, but also, on the flip side of it, you don't want to leave them so much money that they don't work. Yeah, You don't want to leave them so much money that they go off and get married to a a, you know, a gold digger. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave them so much money that the gold digger can take half of it.
3: So well, You don't want to protect them from divorce and lawsuits. So you could actually leave it to them in, in certain types of trusts, like dynasty trusts. Um, and you know, So if you're leaving large amounts to a young child, a lot of times people in their trust, they say, well, you get a third at 25, a third at 30, and a third at 35. I think those are old ways of doing business. You can leave it to them in trust indefinitely so that they're always protected from divorce, from lawsuits, and, and it's easy to manage. The billionaire owner of uh, In-N-Out Burger, she's 30
1: white trash, drives a drag racing cars, on her third marriage, has twins, got half of the In-N-Out Burger franchise empire at age 30, gets the other half at 35. So speaking to you, have to say the least, CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at new com. That's com. I'm Rob Black. And don't forget you can come out and meet me this week. Going to be doing a Black Wednesday. These are unique events, KDOW, and the Bay Area. We bring a whole slew of other radio show hosts, but we've kind of built them around me. Uh, you can bring your portfolio, and I'll gladly review it for you. It's uh, coming up this Wednesday, Black Wednesday. You can find out more about it at kdow.biz, kdow.biz. It's going to be in Fremont, 5 to 7. I'll try to get there like at 4.30. Uh, Good opportunity for you to get to meet me and mingle with other top professionals. Bring a copy of your portfolio. I'll gladly review it and get it back to you. Um, City Beach, City Beach in Fremont, California. More information at kdow.biz. That's kdow.biz. Thank you.
2: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station.
1: Little Muse Panic Station bringing you back in. Ding dong, diddly ding dong. Twenty-five minutes till the top of the hour. Yeah, you have no leanings, desires, or wants in any way, shape, or form to ever, ever. Be that guy, that radio DJ. Unless I was in Mexico, wouldn't mind being an American on Mexican radio. Radio. I want a Mexican um, muse. Has actually cited Prince as a uh, big inspiration. Little Rush, little Primus. Um, what do you want to talk about today? We can talk about anything that you want to. Take. Talk about, got an email from Kaya. What's your take on silver? Prices keep coming down while the economy has been slowly improving. Silver is needed in many industrial manufacturing areas. It seems silver prices are dropping in pair with gold nowadays. Yeah, there's a thought that at some point in time that the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates. And when they do, that it will be very, very, very bad for both gold and silver. We're closer to the Fed raising interest rates than we are to them staying down, is the conventional wisdom. Now Some people say, but, 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 we could go the way of Japan. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I would be interested in silver around 16 $17. It's currently around $27. I have no interest in silver. I think silver is a poor man's gold. If you want to hedge inflation and hedge metals, get a hard currency, go with gold. I personally think the notion of us spending gold is ridiculous in my lifetime. I can tell you that people like the Glenn Beck's of the world push it aggressively because there's a ridiculous markup of 30%. I can tell you that they sell you the worst-case scenario. They sell you fear. They sell you greed. If you were to ask Rob, would you rather hold gold or... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to choose gold very often. But I'm definitely not going to choose silver. If you want an industrial metal, Kaya, go with copper. If you want best of both, go with like a, a a mining company that does both gold and copper. I think people who look at silver, they're just being on the cheap side. They don't want to pay... Gold price. Now, again, you can do whatever you want. I can tell you that silver, if you go back to the Hunt brothers, 1970s, you'll see an incredibly manipulated market. Silver just, I don't think it has any luster. So, it's a poor man's gold. And gold has benefits in jewelry. But it's also a hard asset, which is what people really like about it. It's one of the factors that people really like about it. A hard asset doesn't adjust for inflation. A barrel of oil is always going to be a barrel of oil. It's not like a barrel and a half or half a barrel. An ounce of gold is always going to be an ounce of gold. Currencies, a dollar bill, it's always going to be a dollar bill. It's going to take you two dollar bills to buy what you could buy with a dollar bill in fifteen years. And if the Fed keeps printing money, it could be worse than that. This is a, one of the richest men in the world. Forbes uncovered, you know, a new list of billionaires, which is kind of interesting. They come out with a list every year. And uh, Carlos uh, Carlos Slim, hello. To me, he looks incredibly a lot like Bill Murray. You know, Bill Murray's, uh, uh, Brian Murray, his brother, his age, both of them, kind of got like a uh, bald head, big beard. For some reason, they both look very, very similar to me. Warren Buffett not looking good, in my opinion. He's on CNBC this morning. But he, says he still sees good value in stocks, even as the Dow Jones Industrial Average approaches its all-time high. On CNBC's Box, he was saying that he's still buying stocks. Anything I bought at $80, I don't like it as well as at 100 But if you're asking me if stocks are cheaper than other forms of investments, in my view, yeah. We're buying stocks now. He's not too worried that an automatic government spending cuts, known as sequester, are going to slow down the economy too much. He thinks we're going to see a slow recovery. He said it's taken off, but it hasn't stopped either. 'Cause it's not galloping along, but we're making progress bit by bit. He remains confident that Washington Red Inc. will be reduced. We're going to bring down spending. We're going to bring up revenues. We may get there in fits and starts, and everybody may scream at each other. But it does need to come down. He says he has enormous respect for Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke. He thinks it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the Fed begins to unwind its efforts to keep interest rates really low. I think the Fed's going to Try to give little signals here and there, but in the end, there's a lot of people who want to get out of a lot of assets if they think that the Fed's going to tighten. So he thinks going to be a hair-trigger bond crushing. I like him. There's nothing that he says that isn't common sense. S- squeeze in a collar. Each calls on there it's 800-516-1220. it's 800-516-1220. Gino, you still there san jose
4: yeah yeah kevin good morning how are you i'm well what i uh wanted to go over uh here um um a company i've been I've been in here for a while it's um uh, symbol c r m salesforce com
1: yep what do you want to go over what do you what's you
4: the um what's uh the trend what what do you think about that and how is that performing
1: okay um i really like oracle first and foremost i have no problems with salesforce so that's i'm going to start with that premise are you with me on that you bet mm-hmm. okay why do you own salesforce
4: of uh, uh, the uh, the cloud uh, what's okay. happening right now with everything going on in the cloud
1: are you paying attention to the valuation uh yeah mm-hmm. okay are you concerned with the valuation
4: um somewhat I am
1: okay, is this the riskiest stock you own, or is this the safest stock you own, or somewhere in between
4: i I would say this the uh, the riskiest stock I have other you know other securities, but this one is like i would say in between half and half,
1: okay if you've ever listened to this show for any period of time, you know that I like salesforce dot com
4: mm-hmm.
1: um it's had a good move. I like buying it when it's down, not when it's up, so you know, a year ago, when it goes from 160 all the way down to 100. That's a, you know, good 40% pullback. You'll hear me say oh, the 10% pullback's nice, but aggressive to be getting in. 40% is conservative to be getting in. A lot of risk has come off at that point in time. Um, I want to buy it today at a 52-week high, not in this market where there's no volatility, where people continue to expect things to hit all-time highs. Um since it's at an all-time high today, you've made money. How much? Have, what, what's your price that you got in at?
4: I got it at one twenty-one.
1: Okay. What's your target for it? What's your goal?
4: I would say probably, probably about two, two and a quarter, maybe, or you know, but right now it's been doing that that run. So. Kevin,
1: can I ask where did that number come from in your head?
4: Um, from the the way that they're, um, he's innovating. On on the cloud and things going out there, Um, that's why I'm coming out with that number. Okay. I know the the stock will pull back. Uh, It's not going to go straight, shoot up, straight up.
1: Okay. Well, let me throw out a couple more things, and thanks for the call. Um, As an owner of the company, they've got an analyst day that's coming up on March 20th that I think you're going to want to pay attention to. They're doing a couple of conferences in the next couple of weeks, uh, Pacific Crest on the 13th. Piper Jaffrey Technology Conference on the 13th, 12th. Uh, They've got a Barclays Internet Connect Conference on the 6th of March. Um, And their next earnings is May 16th. It's a very, very momentum type of company. Uh, You would look at a company like a Celgene, a Salesforce.com, Intuitive Surgical. So, notable outperformer in the business software sector. It beat on the bottom line recently. Uh, Salesforce.com, I'm a little concerned that when I ask you where did you get the valuation, I'm not going to say you're a flip, but you didn't say, yeah, that's four times earnings or ten times earnings or five times sales. or That's what I heard an analyst say. I wish you had a little bit more meat to it. It's expensive um, on a valuation basis. If it continues to grow like it has in the last five years, it's cheap. So the question is, at what point in time does Oracle say is enough is enough? And decide to say, we're going to put these guys down. Now, Salesforce is a very, very different business model than Oracle. Oracle wants the whole package, whereas Salesforce is saying, look, if you use us over Oracle, you're not going to have to get the whole package. We're, we'll be a lot cheaper to start up. So they do Internet-based applications that manage employee collaboration, as well as customer information for sales, marketing, and customer support. They work in the telecom industry, manufacturing, entertainment. Real solid company. Like again, I'm not knocking it in any way, shape, or form. I've promoted it in the last five years aggressively. Um, they're an SP 500 type company. I want to continue to watch them very carefully. Revenue has doubled in the last two years. Profits have gone from 1.3 billion to 2.3 billion in the last three years. Um, cash flow, that's important to me. And It's stayed pretty consistent. Uh, The balance sheet's wonderful. You're not talking about debt. You're not talking about problems on those lines. A lot lot of companies in the U.S. carry debt. Tech companies tend not to. Remember, my, my bottom line with tech stocks are always, we rent them, we don't own them. So don't let that gain ever turn into a loss. And know when you want to start paring back on it. I'm comfortable with it. It's a good name. For now, but things will change over the next three to five years. It's Rob Black Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
2: Check lifelock.com for details. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I don't always get my point across the way I want to. I think probably the most important thing that you take away from today so far is that when Warren, Buff- when Warren Buffett talks, I listen, and so should you. The guy owns some of the biggest companies in America. He is considered one of the greatest investors of all time, if not the greatest investor of all time. He rose from "Eh," an okay upbringing to being one of the richest people on the planet. If I can go back in time, I probably, I built my business fast by tech stocks. In hindsight, I probably could have cut down on some of the risk. My risk profile was probably a little bit higher than I thought it was. I let smarts be confused with an up market. You know, a company like Warren Buffett's, Berkshire Hathaway, is, if you take a look at the stock, it's a reflection of the economy. It's literally, you know, spending. It's trains. It's planes. Uh, it's Wells Fargo. Like, not much misses this guy. Again, is it appropriate for everyone? No. Do I want you to go out and buy it? No. But I do want you to see that uh, there are investment ideas out there that you can take a look at, maybe you're uncomfortable with. Like, for the 90s, I wasn't the biggest fan on train companies. I got them. I held some. But it's tough to make a train company sound sexy. It really is. So when you're in marketing and you're in media and you're trying to explain to people the right way to invest and the wrong way to invest, Kansas City Southern is not a great story. Burlington Northern. Burlington Northern, when coal was sexy in the United States, was a great story. I still like Burlington Northern, but more so I like Kansas City Southern right now. It's a play on cars and energy. Very much so a play on the southern part of North America and what's working in the economy, economic regions there versus the northern part, which is more coal, more metals-oriented. Again, I like them all. That's the beauty of uh, investing is like you don't necessarily have to say, well, I think Salesforce.com is going to beat Oracle. Like our last call, it's Yeah, do I think in the short term they do? In the long term, do I think they do? Probably not. But we'll see. I'm interested to see uh, how much Apple is going to respond to shareholders' demands. Because Warren Buffett was like, you know what? Tim Cook should run that company for the next 10, 20 years, and not for the next 10, 20 minutes, and what investors want. What's interesting to note about that is uh, Berkshire Hathaway, the stock has fallen 50%, I think four times. So it does happen. And I, I guess you could even say it does happen more than sometimes you would think. It's pretty pretty common, in fact. Let's take a look at some of the market numbers see what we got. Look at the S&P 500 down one. It's plain. It's plain with going positive. The Dow is down 28. The Nasdaq is down two. Google continues to hit a high. Apple continues to hit a multi-year low. More and more rumors out there about Apple's iWatch reportedly going to launch this year. Hmm. China is. It, basically starting to implement curbs, tightening curbs on the housing market. So there's a pretty big push there, right here, right now, in China. To get your calls on the air, it's 800 It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 to get your calls on the air. Yahoo, big winner today. Not for any major reason. One analyst over at Barclays raised the company's rating to overweight from equal weight. They also said they're going to stop uh, building for BlackBerry 10. You're seeing other tech companies like Apple, Microsoft, and TI, Texas Instruments, reporting going lower. Hess, one of the top gainers of the SP 500 today, they're going to become a pure play in exploration and production. They're going to sell its downstream business, which includes retail gas stations. So the shares gained on that news. They also announced a big buyback. Back to uh, Apple and Warren Buffett. He was on CNBC for many, many, many hours this morning. And one of the things that he was asked is, he was asked, What would you tell Apple to do with their, sh- their hordes of cash? He says, Well, here's what I told Steve Jobs a few years back. He called up and said, What should I do with all this cash? He said, Steve, do you think your company's cheap? And he goes, Yeah. He said, Buy your shares. So something's going to happen. There's a new catalyst here or there. Is So what Wall Street will want? I'm above my pay grade, if you know what I'm saying. Teach calls in the air, it's 800 It's 800 Don't forget I've got a, a seminar coming up, a webinar. You can find out more information about these events at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Some other things to be aware of include, but are not limited to, um black wednesday that's what i'm looking for big networking mixer i'm going to be there from five to seven city beach in fremont california nice location fun location fun so five to seven uh little drinks happy hours get together nothing too exciting Um uh, bring a copy of your portfolio i'll talk to you five to fifteen minutes and uh take down some notes and get a copy uh, of it back to you as well as even some notes on it. So far from doing four or five of these Black Wednesdays, every portfolio that has been given to me is missing a hedge. Every portfolio that has been given to me is a collection of stocks. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. If you want to learn more about that free event this Wednesday from 5 to 7 at City Beach in Fremont, you can go to KDOW.biz. That's KDOW.biz. You see your
2: retirement. Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and much, much more. Happy Monday to you. I know it doesn't feel right, does it? Interesting markets that we're in. Uh, February ended the month a little bit higher. A skosh higher. Up 1%. Apple sinks to new lows. Google pushes to new highs. Interesting, right? We'll talk about this and more. Talk about some of the stories that are moving us today. What will move us next week? Next Friday, Disney's releasing a new Oz film... Disney is one of the stocks that I think the average person can accumulate and do pretty well with in their lifetime. But it's tough to buy because everyone's heard about a little company called Disney. It's not really a surprise to anyone. All time high was hit maybe this morning? Is that about right? Looks about right. Yep. So it hit an all time high again. Could the great and mighty Oz man behind the curtain pull the stock down? If you're an investor, you hope so. There's a lot of money flowing right now into slow-growing, boring, blue-chip companies that buy back their own shares and have a dividend, which is great, because, heck, we've been talking about that for a while on the show now. But it's also bad because they're not momentum stocks, and they're acting like momentum stocks. They're not growth stocks, and they're acting like growth stocks. Um, So take a look at, you know, today China's saying that the service industry is slowing down a bit They're also saying that They're going to try to curb some speculation going on In their housing markets Remember what speculation did the United States housing markets, I'm sure So instantly you're probably paying attention we're due for a pause, everyone thinks. Will it be China that gives it to us? Will it be the sequestration? Sequestration is gonna take one point two trillion dollars out of the deficit over ten years. The problem is in the last five years, we've gotten incredibly used to six maybe the last six years we've gotten incredibly used to spending over a trillion dollars in what we're pulling in. Now again, that works out great with the low cost of money, some people panic and worry, what's going to happen when the interest rates go higher? When China and the Fed are no longer helping out? It's going to be ugly. So, does that mean get out of the market? No. The strongest performing parts of the economy, as far as stocks go, in February were telecommunications, utilities, and consumer staples, things that you have to have to live. So the government reducing spending by one point two trillion over the next nine years, not enough. Deficits will likely still continue to move higher. Caterpillar's in the news today. As is a lot of industrial companies. Caterpillars had a big run recently from eighty bucks a share to ninety bucks a share. They're pulling back a little bit. There's nothing wrong with a down day. If you know, February was a month that we were up one percent, which basically means woo, extrapolate, we gonna be up twelve percent for the year. No. January was up five percent. Extrapolate, we're be up sixty percent for the year. No. Celgene, they're a drug maker. They said that their treatment helped about one-third of patients reduce symptoms for psoriasis. They're going to file with the FDA. That stock's going to hit a little bit today, not too bad. TransOcean Up, they're the world's largest offshore rig operator. They're raising their dividend payment. About a year and a half ago, they halted it, in large part to preserve their investment-grade credit rating. What else is out there? Investors reduced bearish bets on stocks last month to the lowest level since at least 2007. Interesting note, because bearish meaning negative. Bearish meaning we predict things are going to go lower. You kind of want that. It sounds odd, but you do. You want people going against the market. Apple the iWatch before the end of the year. Heavy rumors. Apple's filed at least 79 patent applications that include the word wrist. Here's one area that I would dig it. Driving. Right now we're using our Bluetooth. Talking into the, the wristwatch would be so much easier to keep your eyes on the road. Bluetooth is great too, right? But I know a lot of you don't do it. I seem to spend as much on a Bluetooth devices every year as I do on uh, the phones themselves. Right? What else do we have to hit? Commodities mixed bag this morning. We had a call email earlier from Kai. You could always email me, Rob at robblack.com asking about silver. I only have so much money in my pocket. I don't have enough money for silver. That's what it comes down to. So, um, Carlos Slim Halloo. he's again topping the Forbes list of the world's biggest billionaires. He owns a basically monopoly in Mexico of everything. Bill Gates comes in second. Amancio Ortega of Spanish Retail Azera moved into third place, edging out Warren Buffet. Sterling Gee is a big brokerage firm. They're looking at some retailers today. Specialty retailers. Again, all retail does differ, right? Whether it's Kate Spade, their company that owns them, Fitch, Fifth and Pacific, Coach, Limited Brands, TJX, Sally Beauty. Sterling Gee is giving them all a buy. Whereas Sterling Gee is saying Michael Kors, Tiffany, neutral. Michael Kors had a great run, and then he sold twenty-five uh, billion of his own money. He lighted up his own holdings, like diversifying, pulling money out. Like you can't have all your money in your company, can you? So pulling that twenty-five million dollars in his own stock, people got panicked and upset. So Michael Kors was at sixty-five, now it's at fifty-eight. I think they've got some really killer product. Again, does that mean Coach is, is done, finished? No. Coach is cheap on a stock level. Michael Kors is expensive, but who's got the better product right now? And you don't want to invest just that way, trust me. That's a silly way to invest. You have to have a little bit more meat. Don't forget, i got a couple of events. i got a webinar coming up this weekend. You can learn more about it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. It's this Wednesday, not this weekend. It is basically a wealth preservation retirement planning event. It's a good chance for you to, you know, uh, listen up how much money you need to retire. You need a budget for taxes, inflation, health care, and retirement. So it's going to be this Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.00. I, myself, am going to be doing an appearance at the City Beach in Fremont, California. It's a Black Wednesday event. You can sign up for the free event at newfoxfinancial.com or come to the free event at City Beach. Learn more about that at kdow.biz.
2: 1220 KDOW traffic.
3: This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Traffic is still heavy through Hayward this morning on
1: West 92 from Hesperian Boulevard towards the San Mateo Bridge Toll Plaza. In San Jose, we have a couple of heavy spots. North 85 is jammed from Santa Teresa Boulevard towards Fremont Avenue. You're also going to be stuck in slow traffic if you're heading northbound on 101 from Olive Rock Avenue towards Taylor Cruz Boulevard and Trimble Road. Across the peninsula through San Mateo, South 101, looking at delays now from Poplar Avenue to Hillsdale Boulevard. At the Bay Bridge Toll Plaza, traffic is still backed up solid well into the maze. West on DSO coming out of Hercules. South 101 through Petaluma, that's jammed from East Washington 3 towards Cassania. Hate traffic? Don't be a hater.
2: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM-1220, KDOW, and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Warren Buffett scolding CEOs for not deploying, stockpiles of cash. One thing that Warren Buffett said, that he says a lot of things that just ring true to me. And if you turn on CNBC again, if you read Warren Buffett, you don't need to turn on CNBC ever. He's the greatest investor of all time. But one of the things that just absolutely rings true to me is he says, America's faced the unknown since 1776. And it's all you need to know. Your money has to beat inflation. Your money has to last till the day you die. Stop you know, coming up with every excuse not to save money. Stop coming up with reasons not to like capitalism and investing over the long term. If you're not good at it, diversify through indexes. If you're not good at that, find someone who is and buy them a beer and start talking and learning about it. Because it ain't that hard. Best thing to do is max out your 401k. The SP 500 down one, the Dow down 21, the Nasdaq down two. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking all things financial. Building a financial base is a concept that we got to get started. We sometimes say, "I got an extra 300 dollars a month. I've got an extra 500 dollars a month. How do I get started?" Let's talk building a financial base.
3: Yeah, it's it's the key, and this can happen. A lot of times it happens based on a life event where you kind of say, oh, my gosh, i got to get serious. Whether it's you have kids, you've been laid off for a while, you win a s- small lottery winning, you know, whatever it may be. You've, you've really got to sit down and get educated first. Small lottery winning. I, well, I had a friend that went through a really bad couple of years, and he contacted me. He's like, I've won the lottery. I have 80,000 bucks, right? Okay, that's nice. What's the first thing he does, Rob? Buy his car. Exactly. And he goes, I realized how stupid that was. He caught the show online. And so now, what do I do? And I gave him a couple of books to read. You've got a couple of books on your website um, you know rick edelman's- in, uh, initial books the Truth about Money I think we're good yeah. that's a good one um but new rules about money yeah, the truth about money, I thought it was better Really? Right? I think it gets more sales oriented as he as he published but anyways um you gotta first of all get your emergency reserves intact because a lot of times people end up in a situation um a bad financial situation that becomes a house of cards is because they get disil- disil- dis- dis- disabled, if I can get that out. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> I might be disabled myself. Um, or they lose a job for a period of time where three to six months they're out of work, and they can't service their debt. They can't put food on the table. They build up credit cards. They ruin their credit. and they're, they, they go from a situation that should only be bad three to six months to I've ruined my credit for ten years. Um, so have your emergency reserves intact. Right? That's the first step. Second step is make sure you're putting enough money in your four hundred one K to get the match. If you're eligible for a Roth, you take the next, you know, five thousand dollars that you can save, put it in a Roth IRA. If you can still save more money than that, go into the four oh one K. As far as what you should invest in, in your four hundred one K when you're first starting out, I like the retirement date funds for younger people. Okay, like the, you know, retire twenty forty five, twenty fifty. Vanguard has them, T. Rowe Price has them. Um, I like uh, T. Rowe Price and Vanguard's much better than Fidelity's. Really? Um, also, if you're trying to find what do I invest in, my Roth IRA or my taxable account, I think the free ETFs, the iShares that you can buy at TD Ameritrade, for example, you can, as long as you hold them for 30 days, you can buy them without a trading cost. So go for index. Now why does TD Ameritrade do that? Fidelity does it well, as well. But why? Because the iShares give them a little bit of kickback. The internal fees are like 0.08%, you know, gotcha. and they get a little bit of that back. Um, so uh, making sure that you build up that first hundred to $250,000, you can do that in index funds and ETFs, which are essentially index funds that trade like a stock. Then after that, you've got to get good at picking individual managed mutual funds. And so there's usually a long learning curve before you try to buy individual stocks. And by the time you get to 250000 that's when you make sure you have a group of trusted advisors. You've got a good CPA. You've got a good attorney. You've got a good fee-based financial planner. And make sure that everybody's working together. And just make sure you're in that phase of accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay, Accumulating, appreciating assets or assets to give you income. Okay. That's, that's what you really have to focus on throughout your entire life. Stop focusing on depreciating assets like a car. I mean, you know, I buy... I like to drive nice cars, but I buy them used, typically when they're off a two or three year lease, because I can save twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Right. So, um, you know, look look at that and say, how am I paying myself first? Am, Am I always saving before I spend any money? And how do I focus on accumulating appreciating assets?
1: Okay, now appreciating assets, give me some examples.
3: Uh, Well, stocks, obviously, especially stocks that pay a dividend, so they're paying you something. I mean, there's no more comfortable way to retire, Rob, than if you retire with enough assets that you can, you don't even have to live off all the dividends from your stocks and the interest from your bonds. Some of it you spend, and the other just gets reinvested. Right. Or when you buy real estate, make sure that, you know, it's a good deal if you uh, put, you know, 20, 30% down, get a traditional 30-year fixed loan, and after your, all of your expenses, property taxes, maintenance, property management fees, you still have positive income. That's not only a positive income asset, but it's something that somebody else is paying off for you. That's, that's the only good way to leverage is in real estate. But people over leveraged without positive income in, in uh, you know, the last real estate bubble. So, you know, I mean, stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, commodities, those are appreciating assets. Okay. So accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Anything else we need to know about building your financial base? Stop thinking that you deserve now what your parents already have. Okay. Okay, that's the biggest thing that kids have a problem with. They, they think that I, I'm out of college, I have a new job, I should be in the same house and drive the same car as my parents. That's okay. the problem that is with our generation. I think the generation beneath us, Chad, a lot more frugal. You know, I think they are, and I think they, they, they're a lot more wise, and we really need to get a better way to educate our kids. Yeah. I had my uh, 12-year-old look at, um, you know, Buffett tried to do that site where he was a cartoon character. Did he? There's a website. That's um, horrible. And the first part of it says, Warren Buffett is my best friend. <laughs> There's a song about Warren Buffett being your best friend. And it was started in about 2010 and hasn't been updated since then, and he thinks that they're just terrible. And our kids, I think, are hungry to learn about investments and money, and there's really no good outlet right now.
1: Uh, I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton talking, building a financial base. You need to do it. I need to do it. We all need to do it. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So interesting to note that half of the Celebrity Apprentice Season 6 contestants couldn't pay their own mortgage. Um... That's cute. I mean, that's... I don't know. Stephen Baldwin, Lil John, Claudia Jordan, Toya Jackson, Gary Busey, Dennis Rodman. Donald Trump had his own financial problems as well. That's got to be one of the worst shows on television. Just throw it out there. If you're a big Donald Trump fan, I think you're financially uh, a little bit on the slower side. Don't forget, i got a Black Wednesday coming up this Wednesday in Fremont. Come meet me from 5 to 7. You can learn more. It's at citybeach at kdow.biz. That's kdow.biz. Got a webinar coming up as well Wednesday evening. Learn more about it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. at 630 to 8. newfocusfinancial.com. It's free.
2: success mean to you? How do you achieve success and continue to grow over the long haul? Listen to Money 2.0 on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I've got two events coming up this Wednesday. One available to everyone in the nation. One available to people in the Bay Area. They overlap a little bit. Um, CFP Chad Burton's helping me out with a second one at the start for the overlap. First is Black Wednesday. It's going to be in Fremont in City Beach. City Beach Bar and Grill. It's at 4020 Technology Place, Fremont, California. Uh, real estate experts would be there, investing money managers, entrepreneurs, techies, and much, much more. It's a networking mixer where you can bring a copy of your portfolio, leave it with me, and I'll have a CFP review it with me, take some notes, send them off to you. It's a good chance for someone to give you a good second opinion on what you're holding and why. And the f- same time that night, uh, uh, best way to generate income in retirement, it's a webinar. These are free. You have to register. It's basically 70% full, so it'll be full By the end of today or tomorrow, Um, the whole idea here is is that you have to get a password. You have to. It has that go to meeting angle, so um, it's all about how much money do you need to retire? Budgeting for taxes, inflation, healthcare, and retirement. Avoiding high fee retirement products. I'm stunned by how many people just get bad product. I was approached by a woman by email recently, and uh, you can sign up for that webinar at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I was surprised at how many people just get flat-out bad, bad advice. So a woman emailed me. She inherited $800,000 three years ago. And she's kind of, she kind of inherited her broker as well, so that's worthy of note. A um, little bit of a problem starts to creep in in the sense that she's now worth 400000 And that's heavily tied towards the fact that she's gotten bad investment advice on real estate. She jumped into a relationship where people had their best interest in front of hers. That you need to be careful with. That is a losing proposition time and time and time again. Again. Watch the relationship that you're in, especially when you have large chunks of cash. And what I kind of mean with that is, is be careful. So she's turned $800,000 into 400000 And now she, her broker, who she inherited from Merrill Lynch, wants to put her into American funds and make another 5.5%. She thinks she can't do this on her own. Trust me, you can lose 50% of your money on your own. You don't need someone to help you do that. One of the things that you could do as an investor to help yourself is go Google um, Warren Buffett. Go Google Warren Buffett annual shareholder letter. Go Google Warren Buffett in the news. You kind of want to start seeing what other people are doing right. In my opinion, maybe you don't. Totally up to you. Keith Olbermann is angling for a return to ESPN. He's had one of those just odd, odd, odd careers. He's in court with his uh, most recent employer, Current TV. He worked at ESPN from 1992 to 1997. He helped start up ESPN Radio. couple dinners here and there. A couple dinners there. Maybe some bad blood could be fixed. One of the areas that people make, I think, one of the biggest mistakes in is that they have this need to be right. And that's something you need to be very, very cautious on. You know, the rear view mirror is humbling, and I know that. But we tend to remember what we want to remember also, and that becomes more of a problem. You know, in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, hopefully you've changed as an investor. Hopefully you've learned. Money realism. Maturation. It's only from being wrong that you can really learn how to be right. So people aren't very honest with themselves. You know, the neurochemical process. When you argue and win, your brain floods with different hormones, you get, you know, adrenaline pump. It makes you feel good, dominant, invincible. And we get addicted to trying to be right. We want to do it again and again and again. And sometimes you have to say, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm moving on. That's one of the things that you have to be really honest with yourself about when it comes to Investing is when you make a mistake, admit it. If you buy a stock for the sole reason of you know doubling your money, it's a trade, and it suddenly falls to 50 percent. is it still the same reason you bought the stock or not? It's a good question. So stock features in the morning, up, down, left, and right. It was interesting today, because I was listening to a little CNBC, because Warren Buffett's on. And what's interesting is Warren Buffett is so boring, and yet CNBC so wants him to be like, did you hear what he said today? He said the same thing for 20 years now, 30 years now. Hmm. So it's no big mystery, in my opinion. As far as what's being said and what's not being said. It's a mystery why we continue to tune into CNBC. I do believe that there's going to become a time, and I don't know if I can accurately say this, because I know that their advertising does great. There's going to come a time where we all start looking at Um, CBC and we go why are we what's the point of this I tell you to max out your 401k on a regular basis I tell you to accumulate assets over the longer term look at Warren Buffett did I steal that from him no but it's kind of close to what he does started off with a little company here a little company there he's done a really good job of accumulating assets So i got a couple of events coming up. One to just, you know, just get you out, start thinking about money. It's a networking event. It's probably the number one thing that I regret the most is that I didn't network enough. The other is a retirement planning webinar, which I'm going to be doing more webinars. Women in investing. Women live longer than men, so that's important. You know that, right? You've got to go along um, So women live longer than men, and here's the, the problem with that statement is because women do live longer than men. they have to have more money than men, and yet they'll take time off from work to create an environment. Uh, for the home. Wow, there's just nonstop stories about Bloomberg saying the iPhone's coming this year. Features under consideration for the uh, did I say iPhone? IWatch. Features under consideration including letting users make calls, see the identity of incoming calls, check map coordinates. It would house a pedometer. It would also house some sort of heart monitor. Either Phil Knight's on the board of Apple, or Apple's Tim Kicks on the board of Nike. But if you've noticed the Nike Fuel Band, it's, it's semi-stylish. It's not the greatest, but it's semi stylus. What's of note there is that I think there's a demand for it. I could see it. I, don't, I think the margins would be huge. I don't think they'd be ridiculous, but I think they'd be huge. Um, they've already got the technology for it. Jonathan I, the designer at Apple, he's a big watch guy. So it's something to pay attention to. How about this as far as good investment advice? Marry well. Divorce peacefully. Brendan Fraser is divorced in massive professional expenses. He pays agents and managers. He's currently behind his monthly bills. His alimony is $50,000 a month. His mortgage is $5,000 a month. His property tax, $6,000 a month. His property tax is greater than his mortgages. Love that. His income tax, he has $34,000. On child support, $25,000. guardian $5,200 a month. Different types of insurances, 5000 Staffing, 3000 Pet care seven bucks family supporting gifts five thousand so he makes about two hundred five thousand dollars a month but one hundred twelve thousand goes to professional expenses that leads to about ninety two thousand dollars a month interesting right he doesn't earn that much money he's got a ton of projects lined up for 2013 because he's got a ton of expenses Everyone has to manage what we owe and what we own. What comes in, what comes out. If you get your calls in there. It's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. It's Rob Black at your money on the Wall Street Business network. Growth slowed in China's
2: services industry, and U.S. lawmakers signaled federal spending cuts will continue. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station.
0: Welcome in,
1: Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money invest in more. Been a little bit under the weather. Got a cold flu that's lingering. Lovely, right? Not so much. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Warren Buffett still buying stocks. Does that mean you should? No. He's in the business of buying stocks. Does that mean he's right? He's usually more right than wrong. I think you can learn a lot from him. I never want you to have a Buddha on the mountain. I never want you to have a guru that you know only you believe in that one person. I think that's a huge mistake to play, investing that way. And I think it will get you in trouble. I want you to have people you believe in. I want you to have people that you study, but not, you know, over the mountains, so to speak. Let's talk about some of the top stories of the day. China is announcing plans to take steps curbing the rapid rise of home prices that will probably push people further and faster into them I know you're saying that doesn't make sense but yeah when you tell people we may be taking guns away from you gun stocks do very very well same thing in China they have a little bit of a housing bubble defense stocks pressured modestly by the sequester it's live and in effect live and in effect it's the sequester brought to you by dysfunctional government it's pretty dysfunctional, right? Some chatter that Alibaba may delay like its listing process. Ticker symbol Y H O O. Yahoo benefits from that. Energy sector is and lower today, underperforming the SP 500. For the month of February, it's pretty telling that utilities, telecom, and consumer staples, things that you have to have, were the outperformers. That's telling you that people are getting more defensive. Zingo's a big winner today, up 5%. That's a play on gambling, more so than on gaming. It's also a play on when the CEO leaves the company, people will become a little bit more excited. I'm not really seeing any other big jumps out there that you know absolutely positively have to be hit on as far as, like, this is critically breaking news. Transocean's restoring their dividend. That's nice. What else? Lots going on, that's for sure. Teenager, 14-year-old girl, died a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. And, you know, she'd been drinking energy drinks. But Monster, a publicly traded company, came on and said, you know what? There was no toxic, caffeine toxico- toxicity done on her. So right now, there's a lot of scrutiny on energy drinks. So there's a lot of headline news on energy drinks. Monsters trying to protect themselves. you know. Monster drinks have 240 milligrams of caffeine in a 24-ounce can compared with 330 milligrams in a 16-ounce cup of Starbucks. So Starbucks has more co- caffeine in their coffee. This could be a potential acquisition. This could be a potential, hey, the bad news really ain't all that bad. So maybe we should take a look at this stock. Is it being pushed out of relationship to what its company is doing? More and more people. I gave up a soda two years ago, a year and a half ago. Yes, at a restaurant, you can still see me having a soda. But energy drinks continue to see a rise in consumption in the United States and worldwide. So Monster's all-time high is eighty-three. Then it hit this bad news about this fourteen-year-old girl who died. I'm not defending Monster. I'm not going against. I'm not going against fourteen-year-old girl. I'm telling you, the stock looks cheap at these levels. I'm not telling you to go out and do it because again, if the U.S. government comes out and says, "Monster drinks are bad for you. They've to got too much caffeine, even though they got less caffeine than Starbucks." Oof. I've always wanted a shark tank in my house. I know you're saying that would be dope. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Uh, Malibu County, once one of the richest communities in the world. They've got uh, financial problems now. Once again, showing you that the more things change, sometimes the more they change. You probably wouldn't have thought it was that aggressive. Big report out of Bloomberg today that nurses are starting to spar with doctors. Nurse practitioners are required to have a doctor under contract sign off on 10% of medical charts and spend one of 10 days at the clinic. And you're starting to see 30 million new insured people seeking care. Nurse practitioners say they can do their jobs just fine without doctors. And their lobbying lawmakers stand restrictions in more than a dozen of the 34 states that require physician oversight. A lot of financial pressure. How do you cut costs? Give nurses full authority? If you ever talk to a nurse, it's pretty clear that nurses know what's going on, sometimes much, much more so than doctors. So one of the stories out today on, uh, it's huge, Again, you know, Apple's iWatch. The global watch industry is going to generate about $60 billion in sales this year. That's why there's a lot of stories about this. The watch versus the glasses. Watch is the obvious first step. It's going to be a fun, fun rest of the year to see what happens with Apple because they got to get some product out soon, and they typically announce product. Middle of the year? Pre-middle of the year? It's Rob Black your money. You can find me online at robblack.com.